Three, Three two, two, one. Intro music. That's not it. What? He's no good to me, Dad. Intro music. Intro music. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. It is. And you know what else is complicated is our countdown process. <laughs> <laughs> me, me and Rob, when we do this, we have a, a very distinct countdown so we can sync up the audio. And you know what I noticed? Uh, I, I always say one, but it's a thing. You're not supposed to say one. You don't one, say right? one. No, you just it's go the, three, two... The, Boom, right, and but there I you go. Yeah. I I've keep saying I apologize. It's amateur hour and I keep saying one. <laughs> you keep and I'm really bringing down the show here. You throw Well, that's okay. If the one is bringing down the show, then <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were really in trouble before this <laughs> yeah. happened, right? Oh, but but we are back again with another episode of Banter, Beskar, and Bantha Milk. Yes, we are we a Mandalorian are. podcast, and we boy, are. do we have some Mandalorian stuff to talk about this Woo! week. Woo! What a great oh. episode. We are oh, reviewing man. episode or chapter 11 this week. Oh, yeah, The Heiress. And the I got to tell you, as soon as I saw that the title was The Heiress, I had a very distinct feeling as to who we were going to run oh, into. 100%. Uh, during, the, during this episode. But, 100%. Uh, before we get into that too far, this is a warning that we will be getting into spoiler territory. Spoiler alert. Uh, so if you are someone out there who has not yet seen, please go check out the newest episode mm-hmm. of The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Uh, and while you're at it, uh, you should go and check out all the other episodes of uh, Banter, Beskar, and Bantha Milk. Yes. We like to call it Bantha Milk Podcast. Where yes. can you check us out, Rob? You can check us out on our website, BanthamMilkPodcast.com. You can check That's us out official. right there. That is official. And uh, I have everything, all of our shows, or at least our latest shows are updated. There's a, I just realized just now, thinking, there's a clump of shows in the middle there that aren't on the website. But oh, you man. can find them on any podcast provider out there. So Spotify, check us out there. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Apple Music, Google Play Music. Yep. I don't know any other ones. But Whatever. There There's a whole bunch of other ones. Yeah. So check them out on all of those. Yeah, uh, you can catch us on Instagram, Instagram. on Facebook, on Twitter. We're on um, all those as well. Bantha are we Milk. still doing the? Are we still doing the? Uh, the every you know the the card game the the Star Wars uh, trading cards. Uh, the three sixty five Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, did we did we did we lose track of that? We lost track around seventy six. That's, a, that's all right. I, we, I was. I was We're happy busy with, people. Yeah, I was happy with myself <laughs> that I got the seventy six in a row, and then I. I'm impressed with that. And then I, so I, I, I'm I'm gonna pick it up this week because what I'm gonna do now for the next five weeks, this is my okay. goal again. I'm gonna uh, get some still shots from the episode for this week's episode, so for chapter eleven, and throw out a different still shot for for this week for each week. So that's my goal. I'm excited uh, about it. Yeah, we're gonna, so there we're we go. See it. We're we're ready for it. So you can check that out on Instagram at Bantha Milk Podcast, yes. on Facebook at Bantha Milk Podcast, on Twitter at Bantha Milk. But just uh, Bantha right? Milk. That's right. That's right. And you Facebook. should definitely yes. Uh, wait, we're Bantha Milk Podcast on Facebook. Facebook, right? yes, Bantha Milk Podcast on Facebook. That's right. That's right. And YouTube. Oh yeah. Right. because so we're recording these things. Yes, our uh, podcast listenership has gone up greatly, which is awesome. We thank you all for listening. Yeah, Keep if you're listening, a, if you're a, a new listener, absolutely. Please tell your friends. We like new listeners. Please send us an email, banthamilkpodcast at gmail.com, and let us know that what, that you like us and you're here for us. Um, tell your friends. Uh, listen to our old stuff. We have we have breakdowns of every episode from last season as well, as well as some stuff in the interim, some interim Star Wars conversation and banter. Yeah. Uh, the second favorite thing about our show is the banter. Also, the bantha milk, of course. Of right, Rob, course. you have any bantha milk today? Speaking of the bantha milk. What do you got? 
I, I am back to the blah, 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 because 21st Amendment is awesome. So definitely check out the 2-1-A. We got a little blah, what's so, blah. What's so special about 2-1-A? Well, funny you should ask, because we are in the Ears Up podcast universe, and Ears Up podcast is uh, sponsored by the 2-1-A. So you can get them in many, many states, not just in California. We That's live right. in the great state, the garden state of New Jersey. Oh, yeah. I can find it here. Uh, They have it in Florida, all over the place. So check out some 2-1-A. Really, really good stuff. Blah, blah, blah is their double IPA. And I thought it was very... Which is a lot like an IPA. But twice. But more. But more, yes. Two IPAs. Two IPAs. It's like drinking two IPAs in one can. They they like crush it down and push... Twice that's really impressive ipa good, in there yeah good for two 21a i mean they, yeah they they know their stuff they know their stuff they know how to take 32 ounces and squeeze it down into 16, right into 16. it's amazing it's, it's math. awesome math. math and physics and science <laughs> it's just amazing right so, so, so yeah check out ears up podcast right yes. the ears up network of podcasts they are our parent podcast organization they've got a lot of really great shows on there uh if you're if you're big into the disney uh world Yes, or land, right. or land, but Disney really, I mean, universe. Just the Disney, the yes. Disney sphere, mm-hmm. right? Stay plugged into that. They've got uh, a whole bunch of stuff on there uh, that you would love. Yes, and also check out their Patreon because Patreon helps support us. It helps support them. It helps us get to Florida. They're going to fly us, or not to Florida. They're going to fly us to California for their next anniversary show. They don't know this yeah. yet, but I yeah. just told them that. And they're listening right now they're listening at home. Right now, and if Jason's like, no, we're not. And if it's <laughs> if it's out there, it's got to be real. I mean, if you let's, say something. Let's be real. J- Jason's not listening. He's now. not listening. No. <laughs> Jason doesn't listen to podcasts. He doesn't. And he, so, But whatever. So, Jason, if you're listening, I want you to text me the magic word. And at some point in this, <laughs> in this podcast today, I'm going to mention the magic word. Just that's to right. Yeah. And see if you uh, actually listen to our show. That's right. But you'll have to stay tuned for that, right? That's right. You will have to stay tuned for that. So that's that's that. So check out Ears Up. Check out their Patreon at Ears Up. Um, $2 a month lets you into the Cool Kids Club. And then $12 a month or something, they give shout-outs to you on there. Speaking of shout-outs, we like to give shout-outs for free. Um, so if you want a shout-out for free like subscribe do all that stuff either on youtube or on any of the uh social medias that we spoke about earlier tell us hey give me a shout out we'll give you a shout out next week and we'll do it for free you don't have to join patreon to do it by the way another great way to get a shout out on our show is to tell us how wrong we are about (laughs) things right which happens a lot and that's fine uh i am off the cuff about just about everything i talk about on this show and i you know i think I, i do some pretty deep polls every now and then but Occasionally, I I just blank, right? So we do have some fact checkers. In fact, my buddy Doug, who I met when I lived in Illinois, uh, who actually lives in uh, one of the Carolinas, I believe it's North. Man, I'm a bad friend. I think it's South Carolina. Uh, he'll Maybe it's West. He'll, he'll fact he'll fact fact check me about that later. Maybe it's West um, Carolina. Does he live there? West Carolina. West Carolina. Uh, you know, it's one of the most beautiful of the Carolinas. It is. It's my favorite right? of the Carolinas. You know what I love about West Carolina? It's it's just a lot like North Carolina, but. Slightly to the left. Yes, That's just a little bit to the left it. of North yeah, Carolina. I, yeah, I agree. Anyway, uh, Doug is is probably our official fact checker because he's got he's got the Star Wars knowledge just there, man. He's got it all in his head. So I do want to just shout out to Doug. Doug had a couple uh, fact checks from our last show. If you didn't catch our last show, um, I. We, we need a breakdown of episode uh, or chapter. What was chapter, chapter 10, 10 last time? Yep, chapter 10. Right, that was the passenger. The passenger. Uh, and, we, you know, we had some mixed views about it. Uh, and again, I think that if you follow the season trend, 
it we're we're kind of on the on the right track here, right? Because episode three was great. But anyway, uh, from last uh, time we talked about uh, our big giant ant creature, right? And that was Doctor Mandible. I couldn't think of his name right oh, off the there top you of go. my head, right? But that was Doctor Mandible, and I guess he was from season one. He he made an appearance in season one as well. Um, uh, another, another friend of mine, uh, I was having a conversation with, uh, mentioned that Dr. Mandible was a little too earth like for him. It took him out of the moment. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure he's upset that I haven't said his name yet. So that was Joe. Hey, Joe. Joe said that out there, Joe, Joe by, out in, out in Pearland, Texas. Listen to us. By, uh, um, like you mean like human, like, like, or, or like, like an ant, like he looked a lot yeah, like an earth. And ant. I, would, I, okay. I think we, we even mentioned that it was kind of honey. I shrunk the kids. Yes. You know what very I mean? Much so. Yeah. So yeah, Dr. Mandible was a little, you know, he was a little out there last year. Uh, but he also, we also talked last year or last, um, last episode about the little, the strange little creature that tries to steal, uh, the child, uh, and I thought that that might be a Tito. Uh, and it does kind of look like uh, kind of similar, but apparently uh, the Tito has three fingers. Okay. Uh, and the the character shown here did not. So okay. Probably not a Tito. So it wasn't a Tito. Uh, so that though. was our fact check for, for our last episode. Uh, you should comb through uh, as though you are combing the desert. Uh, you should comb through our episodes and tell us all the things we get wrong so we can sure. mention you on our podcast. Right? I have one more thing that I found out about last week's episode. The, oh boy. the snow me. planet that we said was definitely not um, what planet did we say it wasn't? The one where all the uh, the crystals are, are farmed. That the that the Starkiller Base. Starkiller Base, thank you, was built in. What was the name yeah. of the actual planet there? You, you know, oddly enough, here I am sitting here, and it's I'm I'm. And you know Star all Wars these things, ever. yeah. It's blanking for me. Okay, well, don't worry, because it wasn't that planet. It was uh, not. It was not that planet. Um, apparently, as he's landing or or somewhere on his display in uh, in Auerbesh, it's Ilum. Ilum. There it goes. It did did not wow. say Ilum. It said Maldo Crest. Maldo Crash, which was kind of sounds like a Star Wars person's name. It does, it? it does. But like a, a smuggler. They said that it's the same planet as the first planet that we saw in the Mandalorian, that other ice planet that he was on in Episode One, Season One, when he picked up the the little blue guy. Um, apparently, it was the same planet as that. Interesting. Yes. So there okay. we go. So that's another now fact from last week's episode that we missed. Rock on. Rock on. Uh, as far as Star Wars news, there wasn't really anything big that the I Mandalorian found. Mandalorian is, two, is taking episode over. Three came out. Yes, and that's pretty much it. So there's our Star Wars news for you. Uh, so let's get right into it. This I do was, want to because that's just, this was an awesome episode. This yeah, this was definitely. And you know what? It's funny because you know uh, Rob and I are teachers, and I actually have students coming up to me talk because you know this is a pretty. My students are even watching this show. Um, I think Baby Yoda really, really gra- captivates all forms of uh, audiences, right? Yeah. Um, and but they they all know that uh, me and Rob watched this uh, kind of early in the morning. They're like, "How was it? How was it?" And I I just I don't want to give away anything to anyone except that it was just so good, right? It was so good. It was, it was so everything good. I've been wanting. Yes. In, and like it, it really. I mean, I don't know if it made up for last week. We'll kind of see. Um, but it, it again, it's it's helping to ease the pain i think of some of the movies uh just how well these these things are playing it's showing so many things on screen i never thought i would see on screen yeah and like totally looking like the production value of a movie oh yeah like the production value is so high for a television show like yeah those mandalorians flying around oh my gosh 
when when you think about like even like Game of Thrones, every now and then you would see like a shot where you're like, ooh, that looks kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it, the, the production value is excellent. Like on on the uh, on the CW, they have all of the DC TV shows: uh, Batwoman, uh, Spider or uh, Supergirl, all the like the Green Arrow, all these shows. Gotham is Gotham, that one of them? yeah, The yeah. Flash. Like, and they're all good, but they definitely look like TV quality versus movie quality. Sure. And just in the amount of money that they're willing to spend for a TV show versus what they're willing to spend for a movie, you can tell that the production quality is much different. In this, this looks like they were spending $200 million, you know, to make this, to make these series, to make this. And also, by the way, props to Bryce Dallas Howard, who was the, uh, the The director this this week. Yeah. She crushed it it this week. Killer. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know it was her until, you know, the very end it pops up and her, her name popped up right away. Uh, and I I don't remember which ones she directed last season, but I mean, she directed, I think episode four last season. Also the, the, uh, I forget which one I'm sorry. I don't want to speak out of turn and say say the wrong one. Let us know. Let us know. I can't remember either, but yeah, right out of here. But this was definitely the best one. Absolutely. Right. So let's, let's just, uh, let's hop right into it. Right. Right. Where it picks up. Right. So, uh, again, we're getting into spoiler territory here, right? I'm going to stop saying that you should know by now. Right. So right away. When we when we see the heiress, right? If you if you've watched the Clone Wars, if you've watched Rebels, you know you have to know when we're talking Mandalorians who the heiress is, right? And it's got to be Bo-Katan, right? Right? Uh, you know, speaking of the heiress, you know, if if you're not someone who has watched the Clone Wars, and again, if you've listened to us in the past, you know that we are an advocate of the Clone Wars. You should Very go much watch so. it and Rebels, it, which and Rebels, Bo-Katan which might was be even both, better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. But the storytelling that again, this is all Dave Filoni, right? Mm-hmm. Work and it, he's just doing. He's continuing his great work, right? And he's really good about weaving his storyline in and out of it, itself, right? But you know, uh, the Duchess Satine uh, was was the leader of Mandalore. Uh, for however long, but she was a pacifist, right? She was this pacifist leader, and Mandalorians, by tradition, are this culture of warriors uh, dating back thousands of years. And so there was, you know, I'm not going to, you know, go into necessarily the depths because there are some pretty deep Mandalorian plot lines in Clone Wars. Yes. Um, but, you know, uh, Satine gets killed, and Bo Katan, as her sister, is the heiress to Mandalore. Right. Um, so that that automatically had my ears perking up. Um, and I think I don't think they disappointed either. And and, and the girl that got who, what, what's her name? Kate Sackoff. Is that was that her name? Yes. Uh, uh, she was perfect to to play. Bo-Katan. Yeah. Katie Sackoff, because she was yeah. also the voice of Bo-Katan in the cartoons in the Clone Wars, yep. the cartoons. So yep. they, they used her now, which was awesome because the voice just carried over. And they dressed her up. They like if you see pictures of her when she was on Battlestar Galactica or Riddick, she had like long blonde hair and whatever. So they gave her the same wig and the hairstyle and everything, and made yeah, her she look had, like, like the, the kind of like the kind bob of speak to the manager haircut sort of thing <laughs> going on, but in a cool way. In a cool way, she, she, she managed band. to make it look like a warrior, you know. Uh, but I mean, they really and man, I, I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but seeing seeing that owl, what was it, owl squadron? Yeah, the owl squad uh, squadron. Yeah, uh, that helmet, mask, her mask. That, yeah, that helmet. Oh, it was so killer to see that in right so, in person. So my friend uh, was texting me right before the show. He goes, "Are you recording your podcast?" And I go, "Yeah." He goes, 
it felt like I was watching a live action version of the Clone Wars TV series, Absolutely. which it totally did. It totally yep. did. It was so awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, it was, it, and it, it felt like it, it didn't feel new. It felt no. new because it was new to see it on to screen, see, right? To see real felt, people. Yeah, but we we were seeing characters that we already understand mm-hmm. and we already knew, uh, and we got, we got answers to a lot of questions, right? But I yes. don't want to I don't want to jump ahead of that. Let's let's hop back to the beginning, right? The first thing we see is the adorable sleeping child. Okay, he's, so he's cooing and making <laughs> adorable noises. So that whole opening se- sequence before they go to the title sequence was amazing. Everybody's sleeping. The child sleeping is even cuter than the child awake. Oh, yeah. That's simple. Norman is the cutest sleeping thing ever. Norm. So little baby Norm sleeping there was amazing. Uh, you got Frog Mama holding her uh, cauldron of eggs. Bucket of kids. Bucket of kids there. <laughs> and even Mando was sound asleep because he could, you know, there's no uh, light speed or, or you know, uh, time jump, whatever, whatever. Uh, is that's light speed, right? Yeah, jump to light speed. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, they say light speed a lot. I don't know uh, why. I think I'm, it's hyperdrive. Hyperdrive. Yeah, this hyperdrive right, wasn't like, working again. I never quite understood it because they say they talk about light speed, but light's pretty darn slow. Like mm-hmm. when you come to talking, going around the the galaxy, but then it's hyper hyper hyperspace <laughs> is a different dimension. Right. And maybe so Doug you can help us out here through hyperspace. Yeah. Doug, if you know any the, the science behind hyperspace, let me know, because I know the, the basics behind it are you you slide into hyperspace, which is a different dimension, which has different rules, which means you can get from point A to B easier. But you, in order to get into hyperspace, you have to go faster than the speed. Of, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to look into it. Either yeah, way, either so way. they can't they can't drive in hyperspace right now. So they're just chugging along like a couple of schmoes. In their in their beat up old caddy, out for a they, Sunday drive, going to yeah. the going to the diner after church, go which to, by the, the way, house. going to the Waffle House, which by the way, I feel the the he even said it at one point. He said the Mandalorian is uh, way back in uh, episode three. He said the Mandalorian is a religion or guns are part of my religion or something like that. Right. Um, but yes, I think we get into even more like religious tone, not in so much as a a God being type thing, but just different types of religions and sects sex of religion and how different yeah. people look at the same thing, which is really cool in this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. And once we're, once we're introduced to them, we can definitely talk a little more about that, but yeah, definitely. And I think we've all been, we've all been waiting for that, right? Yes. Cause we all knew, and we've talked about that on the show plenty. Uh, you know, uh, something had to have happened, right? Because right. we've seen plenty of Mandalorians without helmets on. Yes. Uh, and so we did get a little bit of an explanation of that, right? But um, in that first scene, when he's coming down and the ship's on fire, like the space shuttle returning to space, and he says to the frog lady, hold this lever, and she puts her bucket of kids behind her, I thought for sure... Baby, little Yudel, little Norman was going to be back there popping eggs like he's eating eating popcorn. I thought for sure he was going yep. to keep eating yep. them I and being the same like, exact thing. this is a cool show. Look at this. All this fire. This is fun. But he didn't. He restrained himself. I, I thought it would have been so much yeah, funnier we're, had we're he done that. We're getting to see the more mature side of, of, <laughs> of a 50-year-old Norman, right? Norman. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, <laughs> he's really showing control in his later years. Um no, yeah, it was it was all, and then we we also I think for the second or third time this series got what might be my favorite new Star Wars expletive. 
Okay. Did you catch that? What when when he was he said Dank Ferrick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's maybe the second or third time you've heard that this series. Um, I'm going to use that from now on for sure. I, I agree. Uh, I'd love to know what what uh, that means and what, what it translates into. Yeah. I did Wikipedia that, and all it says is that it is a a uh, expression of frustration possibly uh crude or something like that okay i can i um, uh, makes perfect sense so yeah but so but anyway then, so the ship's coming in on fire <laughs> yeah, that's right you think you're like this part you're like oh no it's it's gonna crash it's you know whatever and then he comes down he's just about ready to land and then you're like oh good everybody is safe and then the engine blows out and it Boom. falls into the water <laughs> right and, and, and man it was it was perfect he was and, like, ah, got it. Got and that, it. That, that, uh, what was it? A Quarren, right? That, uh, yeah. No, the, the Aqualish. He, the Aqualish was the one standing on the thing. like And watching, and he just like shakes guy. his head. He's like, oh, God, another one? Yeah. Uh, and then these tourists come to my, come to my dock. <laughs> Don't even know how to tourists. park. That's right. They're taking Listen, up two man, spaces. I grew up, I grew up on an island in a touristy area. I understand you that. You totally feeling. understand how yeah. he feels. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's that time of the year again. Here come the yeah. tourists. Shoobies are back. Shoobies are back. <laughs> That's right. Um, but then I like the uh the eight the at at crane. Yeah. That was yeah, pretty it was cool. Like a, it was like a big walker that they've decided to repurpose. Uh, again, it's weird seeing a port. It's not often we see ports in Star Wars that are not spaceports, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um so it's pretty cool that they even have that. Uh and I guess that the fishing industry is a thing on whatever planet they're on. Right. right? Because that's essentially what they're doing is they're going fishing. Now uh, I've I keep trying to find hidden Easter eggs that they call them, and you know little throwbacks and stuff like that. And maybe I'm not looking hard enough anymore, but I feel like I'm not seeing as many of these little. There little were fewer quids. for sure in this one. I mean, I think that they were more overt, where the the throwbacks weren't. Easter eggs as much as they were plot lines. You know what I mean? Our, our throwback this time was our, our tie-in with Bo-Katan and Clone Wars sure. and Rebels. And she mentions the Darksaber. Um, uh, but in I feel like in episodes where we have less drama and intrigue to keep us hooked, they're throwing in more of these kind of winks at us to kind of keep us excited about uh, seeing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there are definitely... I didn't see any of those winks... No, you know, like like, hey, Star Wars fans. Right. You know, I didn't see any of that. This episode it's like it's sure. almost like they feel, you know, every time I go to Tatooine, we have to throw all these things in here so that, you know, you're on Tatooine. Yeah. But now that we're on to these other planets that we've never seen, they, yeah. we don't need we don't need tie ins to, you know, movie episode three or, or episode six or whatever. Although it is it is good seeing, you know, tie ins with you know, other aliens we know, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we keep seeing different alien species and they're, they're leaning on alien species a lot more, which is great Yeah, because kind of the recurring theme throughout star Wars, especially in the extended universe is that just like, you know, one might expect humans or humanoid creatures were kind of racist. Uh, and you know, the, the empire was particularly racist and they didn't like aliens, but while humans are like humanoid creatures are like the most, populous uh type of creature uh in the galaxy supposedly that that doesn't mean that there's just a whole bunch of humans and some aliens and that's kind of how yeah the original movies felt sometimes mm-hmm. uh but they're they're leaning a lot more on using species especially ones we know even stuff we don't i mean we saw frog man and frog woman right uh this this week so at least we know that there's a whole free uh species of frog people out there somewhere well we i saw think Quarren, well, she, and we saw yeah. aqualish yeah 
I think she said that maybe she, well she was the last of her oh, that's family right. line. You said, oh yeah, that's right. Her line. It's so, the last of her line. I don't know if that means that those two are the last two of their species or just of her line of her lineage. So right. Uh, so whatever. But yeah, we're definitely seeing a lot more aliens, which is cool because we definitely see a lot more than just normal, you know, humans walking around all of these planets. So that was cool. And by the way, I got a, a strong Davy Jones vibe from all these aqua. Oh my gosh, yeah, with their beards. With, with they the totally tentacles. Yeah, <laughs> the tentacles totally totally felt like I was watching um Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. So okay, right. so who was that? Who played who played uh Davy oh, Jones the, in that movie? I forget. It was like a big name, wasn't it? Yeah. I forget who it was. Oh, I well. don't know. It was a Johnny Depp. It was oh, not no. Johnny Depp. It was Depp. not Johnny Depp. He's no. been canceled. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny. Sorry. So, yeah. So then we get into the port and very nice heartfelt moment with mom and mom and dad and their babies and all that good stuff. And and really liked it. It was very touching. The music was even really cool during that part. Um, you know, we got to get our boy uh, Ludwig to get in here some more. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Dwarf's yeah. And- if you didn't hear last episode, last season when he was on our show. Um, that's because he wasn't, uh, yeah. but, you but know. maybe next season he'll be on our yeah. show. We keep, we keep uh, emailing him and for some reason he's not getting back to us. I'm not sure why. Uh, you know, I, I meant to tell you, he, he did get back to us last week, but it oh, was cool. weird. There was, I think there was some sort of error because like, it seems like it was like an auto generated thing. Cause like it started with cease and desist. It was strange. Anyway, it was weird. That was weird. Um, uh, we'll just keep emailing him and see what <laughs> <yeah>. he says. <laughs> So, so anyway, so anyway, so then, uh, so then he he the uh, he then says to he goes into another another uh, bar and finds out some people that say they can take him to his other Mandalorians because in Star Wars you you go to the bar to get your quest you get it's, all your quests it's, it's the quest hub yes <laughs> you got to so, go to the cantina that's where all the people with the exclamation points over their heads are sitting so his his quest pot spot. Uh, sp- plot line said go to the cantina so we found the cantina went in there and they said sure we'll take you so then he takes you and then this was this was a scene let me tell you let me tell you if the people forgot all about the uh the bike troopers after they saw this scene oh yeah they're a thing of the past i can forgive that they have been canceled it was just a little smack around yeah but oh my goodness whole new meaning to the word kill them now that's right so (laughs) They go on the on a boat, which is a real boat, not a floating boat, and it was the no, boat that we boat. saw in the trailer. So we're getting yeah, sure close was. to now yeah, seeing almost everything the out of the trailer. Yeah, yeah. And we, we saw we definitely saw the uh, the shot of Sasha Banks in the trailer yes, too, which right, Sasha so we, Banks had one whole line in the entire show, sure which did. was amazing. Sure. Um, there was. Did you see the, the uh, movie Dazed and Confused way back in the nineties? No, I you were you were probably like eight. Um, but anyway, I watched it like a thousand times. There was one girl that was in almost every single scene and she just stood there the whole time. She had one line in the entire movie and it was want to go smoke that joint. She says with like three minutes left in the entire movie, but she's in almost every single scene. Sasha Banks was almost that character. She was almost. in like every single scene has one line in the whole show. Now maybe she'll but have she, more. But she sure looked pretty intimidating. Right? She did. I mean, she, she definitely she was did. a Mandalorian. And she, yes. she played the part pretty well. Oh man. So yeah, we, we we're on the boat, and I get very angry because Kyle should know better. He should know better. I mean, uh, and again, come on. if you're a new listener, and we do have some new listeners, we welcome you. If you don't understand what who Kyle is. Uh, you should listen to episode one of our podcast. 
Uh, <laughs> is it episode one? That no, we I think it we... was probably like episode four. We did a couple of episodes before this it's, season. It's our, even our review of episode one. I think it yes, is. Yes. Yes. Right. So you can go all the way back. I think we're on episode like twenty six or something. No, twenty nine now. Wow. All right. Yeah, we've been we're around. on fire. We've been around, we've been around for around. a long time. All right. So yeah, but our boy Kyle should know better. Like you've got precious cargo all over your body, mm-hmm. and with you, and with you. Maybe yes. maybe keep keep yourself alert. Yep. When when you're when you're on a ship with some not with some seedy looking characters, maybe keep nope. your keep your alert up a little bit. Now, Rob, what's so seedy looking about them? Uh, I don't know the tentacles. Wow! Wow! Yep. Uh, Judge I a am. book by its cover. I Rob. am. Well, guess what? Uh, my book. The inside of the book fit the cover because they I mean, were seedy right. characters. They definitely they were very the seedy characters. Right? That's messed up. Uh, so yeah, they they straight up punted little baby Udal into the maw of whatever that creature was. Yep. And it's like that creature was made for that receptacle. Yep. And it, it upsets me because that was like the last vestiges of what Quill made for us. So yes. Thank you, Quill. Thank you for protecting for baby Udal. protecting Yudel. baby Udal. Little Norman. Little, little Norman. Little child. Uh, in in Kyle because the Mandalorian's uh, freaking negligence. As soon as Norman saw that something bad was happening, he pushed that button. It closed up, and then the mouth closed up around him. So That's the right. other good news we found out from Quill's awesome workmanship was that it has a, has its own like oxygen or something in there as well, because he was in yeah. the mouth of that creature for quite some time. He was in the mouth of that creature for quite some time, and then and then uh, Kyle gets caught, trapped underneath the cage, and they're trying to stab him to t- to take his armor because they said his armor was. They didn't even know how valuable Baby Udal was. They didn't nope. care about that. They just wanted his armor. So then, then out of nowhere, come the saviors. Oh. It's it's three the, the X-wing Star pilots. Wars Deus Ex Machina. That's right. right Here come the X-wing come pilots coming the down. Oh, wait, it That's wasn't right. the X-Wing pilots. It oh, was no. Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan, Cheers please. to Bo-Katan and her friends. Oh, yeah. Right here with you. Right? So, yep, Bo-Katan comes down. Her and the ma- amazing thing about Bo-Katan is that she didn't even need to take off her helmet for us to know who she was, right? Because she's got that that patented, yeah. beautiful... Uh, and, I, again, the Beskar, it's so cool to see the, the painted Beskar and the different yes. colors of Beskar, right? Um I'm hoping we we see um, Sabine at some point because obviously Sabine is uh, really Sabine's well known for always her painted, yeah, painted colorful, really, really cool, very uh, colorful. Yeah, but armor. no, she. Uh, first of all, the Mandalorians come down and just just a night, and and it, it becomes very clear uh, as they. First of all, as, as we can kind of get into a philosophical conversation about what it is to be a Mandalorian because that that's essentially what happens here. Yep, uh, is they have this philosophical, t- and I think that's what this whole series is going to kind of turn into is what it is to be a Mandalorian. Um, because think about the situation, especially, and I, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I don't care. I've got a, I've got a thought I have to follow. Uh, so later on they get onto, into this fight and there, you hear them talking on the, on the machine. Oh, there's at least 10 of them. Right. Um, <laughs> but there was only four. There was four. Uh, and then you, later on you do hear them go. There are only four, but they're Mandalorians. Oh, they're Mandalorians. <laughs> right. Yeah. So again, the, their armor is basically the same thing as a Jedi's powers. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yep. uh, they're essentially, because again, the, the whole Beskar thing was, they, they made Beskar because Mandalorians and Jedi fought so often, right? Yes. It was supposed to be a counter to the lightsaber. So you can essentially 
with their fighting prowess and their Beskar and their their ability with weapons, they're essentially putting them on on a similar pedestal, the Jedi and the Mandalorian. Wait, are you saying, like, balance? Could you be talking about balance in Star Wars? Imagine. Imagine that. Um, but it's just it's just so cool to see like th- that this this armor is essentially their their power. Yes. Right. And you have these four. Now you're seeing four of them. Four um, of them. Yeah. But they're they're from a, apparently a drastically different background, right? And we'll we'll talk about that here because we all knew something was going to happen where they took like this was a scene that any of us could have predicted where they they shoot them all, they free them, and he's like, oh, thank goodness, my fellow amiga. Oh, they took their helmets off. They're bad guys, right? You're not really a Mandalorian. But before that, also. I think this season's going to be about two things. One, Mandalorian lore, Mandalorian, all the different things in Mandalorian, and maybe, hopefully, all the Mandalorians coming together. Sure. Uh, because you're gonna, they're going to have to come together at some point to fight off uh, Moff Gideon to get the Darksaber back. That's right. my opinion where this is going. That's my guess at this point, especially sure. since he's looking for all these Mandalorians. Right. So he's going to bring them all together. Uh, but also, it's also a lot about parenthood. And this episode itself was huge into parenthood. You got Frog oh, yeah. Mama and Dada, and the little baby does sprout out there. And yep. Norman does not eat him, which is nice. I know we're getting Growth. ahead, but whatever. Growth. Growth. Okay. So we got that. When they save Norman and uh, Mando Kyle is sitting down, He's a little out of breath because he was he almost drowned in the cage. But also, you could see that he was very upset that Norman yeah. almost bit the big one. Yeah, he is. He's definitely doesn't see little Util as a just like a quest item. No, you know what I mean. This the 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 Mandalorian, and, and again, I think at the end of the day, we're gonna realize that the Mandalorians of both the, the children of the Watch, which we'll talk about in a second. And, you know, whatever Bo-Katan's kind of sect is, I think we're going to they're, they're going to come to this realization. They're fighting the same cause. They're they're all one clan, no matter their differences. Right. Yes. Um, but again, I think he takes to heart this this foundling thing that this I mean, he is this thing's child and he, he really does feel that way. Yes. Um, and so he it's, he's not just feels like, oh, I got to get this thing back. He's he's kind of a hindrance to me. He, I think eventually when we do get little baby Udo back to his kind. Um, if that is a thing that happens, I mean, we're certain it's certainly not going to be like a, Oh, here you go. See you later. I mean, I right. think, I think, but I think it, it really kind of depends where things go because I, we're definitely seeing the, the beginnings of, of Din. Okay. We'll call him Din Djarin right now, since we're having a pretty philosophical conversation, him starting to doubt his own beliefs about what it means to be a Mandalorian, right? Because at, clearly at the end of this episode, he's got a respect for these these Mandalorians who helped him. He's got this respect for Cobb Vanth from uh, the Tatooine episode, even yeah. though he, you know, he's not a Mandalorian. So I think every time he's meeting, he's he's being exposed to outside elements. I think he's been very sheltered, even though he's been a, a bounty mm-hmm. hunter. He's been sheltered to his own sect. He doesn't even realize that there's other Mandalorians outside of that sect. And he's an right. adult. I mean, he's been right. out killing and shooting uh-huh. and making a name for himself. So I don't know. It, it seems they're really secluded and really, really kind of, uh, the, the, from what naive. I got from it, the children of the watch, which was the sect that took him in. Right. They're like the cultists 
version of the Mandalorians. Like, right, and when you say the watch when it comes to Mandalorians, obviously the big thing that jumped into my head was Death Watch. Death right? Watch, Death, right. Death Watch was the the clan in Clone Wars. And I don't know, was Death Watch in uh, Rebels? I think uh, Death Watch was in Rebels. Yeah, because in Rebels, Darth Maul was in it. And right. Right, and he was I the think he was Death still Watch, the leader right? of Death Watch at the time. Yes. Yeah. So, well, Doug can catch us on that, right? But yeah. either way, Death Watch was the like the the bad guys. Pre Visla, who held the 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 dark saber before Bo-Katan, right, was the leader of Death Watch, um, right? And so we can only assume. At well, this he point was that, until Darth Maul killed him for it, right? Didn't, right. Yes. Right. Um, yeah, that's right. Because Bo-Katan took the the dark saber, I guess, from. From Maul? From Sabine. Sabine got it back from Sabine Maul. Sabine got it from Maul. That's right. Yeah, there's a whole thing in Rebels. That's right. Yeah, and then Sabine, because um, Sabine then reunited all of the different clans on Mandalore against right. Maul and against everybody else. And then she gave the, the Darksaber to Bo-Katan to make her the new leader, which right. the only way to have traditionally or in the past the only way to, to get the saber taken from you except for sabine who gave it to her right. is in a fight and battle. battle or to mm-hmm. be killed for it like pre Vizsla was killed and then darth maul took it and said now i'm in charge so how does moff gideon get it because obviously bo katan's still alive so right. it'll be interesting to see i'm sure they're going to give us some kind of backstory they have to give us some kind of backstory as to how he got it we can make some predictions now if you think is a battle or do you think maybe he just snuck in while she no, was sleeping? I, th- I think we're going to get some backstory on Moff Gideon. I think there's more to him than we know. We've only seen him very briefly in two episodes um, or three episodes, maybe. And now we um, saw a hologram of him in this one. Yeah, in this one. Right. So uh, but no, I think there's going to hopefully I mean, with Dave Filoni and John Favreau, we're going to see a little deeper of a, of a cut there. Yes. Um, but again, it's 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 just kind of all about perspective. And I think that uh, we're going to see uh, I don't know how many. God, I hope this goes at th- like 30 seasons. I, I'm just so <laughs> excited about the Mandalorian. Um Honestly, what I really hope to see is that they expand the seasons. We get more episodes and longer episodes because I think that the the short seasons are what's kind of killing them right now. Yes. Um, we love the episode. Everyone, you know, I have people messaging me all the time about how excited they were and, oh, this this episode was great. What did you think? So there's there's excitement out there for it if we could just get the studios on board. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. But I, th- I think it's the more I see, the the more possibilities we have. Like. Uh, I would I would love it if if Bo Katan became a season or a series regular. I don't need to see Ahsoka necessarily as a series regular, but I would love a man, like a bigger Mandalorian presence. If we build this into a multi season thing, three, four, five, six seasons, we can do a lot with you know Mandalorian politics and like retaking oh, yeah. Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Bo Katan could be a real asset to to the story. And I mean, the actress did a great job just in, in yeah. this. She sure this did one today. So anyway. We we got we got away from we got way off what was happening off track with the, the episode yes but, but uh, very much needed so philosoph- for us. philosophical conversation there it was very exciting so yeah so yeah so then she saves them then they take off their helmets and he's ready to kill them because their helmets are off and he's like you're not a real Mandalorian and I loved her thing this this armor's been in my family for three generations and then you could see the the questioning going on in his head wait wait hold on. It's been in your generation for your three generations deep, but yet you're taking your helmet off. Why are you doing that? And then even um, Axe Woves, that's the guy's mm-hmm. name, who was who was the boy Mandalorian of the three. I liked when he was like, oh, he's one of them. Right. 
And he was like, one of me- one of them what? Yeah, one of them. One of them. One of them what? What are you talking about? So then, uh, yeah, so then he he doesn't, uh, Mando, Kyle, Din, whatever you want to call him, doesn't agree with their way of thinking because he's been so brainwashed into you have to keep your helmet on. Uh, and and by the way, we, we do see, like, again, Filoni is awesome and Favreau. They're awesome at exploring the gray area, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars has always traditionally, I think, been too black and white. Good guys, bad guys. You know, you're either one or the other. Um, and, and finally with, with this new generation of star Wars, we're getting that gray area because there's no, there's no one who's all one or the other. You know what I mean? And, uh, Bo-Katan has from Clone Wars to, uh, Rebels to now, uh, thankfully now we see that still, she's never been like a squeaky clean character. She she does what she has to do for what she thinks is the betterment of her people. Mm -hmm. And we see that here where she, again, uh, I've altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it further, right? I, yeah. I, I could have swore we were going to get one of those like little winks there, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, which I think that might have been the closest thing we got to a wink there because he's like, uh, you've altered the deal. And that was kind of <laughs> like, a, all right. All right. All right. Um, but yeah, again, uh, she she's playing the game the way she need, sees to, that she needs to play it. And I think by the end of the episode, they've got a mutual respect. Yeah. But she doesn't trust him at the beginning. She doesn't know him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she uses him to be- to further her needs, which of course are to get the dark saber back, which is the unifying symbol of the Mandalorians. Yes, and yes. we've talked about the dark saber plenty of times on this uh, on this show, right? So if you don't know the the whole history behind the dark saber, there is a long history dating back to the very first Mandalorian Jedi, uh, who was of Clan Visla. I kind of forget uh, the, the the whole name, but it was a, a Clan Visla mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mandalorian. Anyway, um, I'm gonna drink a little uh, bantha milk. You do that. So yeah. So then, uh, so then he's mad at them because they take their helmets off, and then he flies away. And then, cool shot, him standing like on the dock or wherever, and you see the three of them fly off of the ship, and they blow the ship up. They're like, "Well, not only are you guys all dead because we killed you all, but now we're gonna blow up your ship also." So see ya. Yep. So then, then they leave. Then he turns around, and then they then. Uh, creature with the tentacles Aqu- or the uh, quarren the quarren yeah he's like you killed my brother and i love to my I name is Nigo Mentoya. you <laughs> killed my brother prepare to die prepare, prepare to, to die, to die. <laughs> <laughs> and kyle was like dude just let me pass like i don't i don't even want to mess with you just just let me go and he's like nope and then you can see more of them showing up around him and he's like oh they're like now we're going to kill your pet it's so funny how nobody on this planet knows who Baby Udal is and how valuable he is to, to nope. Moff Gideon. And the funny uh, thing, too, is is because he's a little tiny thing, he's a pet. These guys look like squids. Yes. <laughs> but but because this little thing it's is so tiny, tiny and he's holding it, it's not a it's not his baby, it's his pet. It's his pet. And he's green and he's got big ears. He's got to be a pet. It's got to be some kind of an animal of some sort. Yep. So then uh, Bo-Katan to the rescue again. She comes and I loved I loved how quick they were. They didn't wait to see who shot first. They said, nope, we killed your brothers. Oh, and by the way, pa-pow, we're killing you too. And it was like, yep. pew-pew, there's all these pew-pews all over the place. All the brothers dead. Yep. Again, they're they're turning. Man, we've always thought that Mandalorians were pretty cool. We saw Boba Fett 30 years ago. We thought, that guy looks pretty cool. So I think Star Wars fans took that guy and decided they're really awesome. Yes. And so now the people who are in charge are deciding they think these guys are awesome. Let's make them awesome, right? And so these Mandalorians seem like superheroes. Yeah. 
Uh, and so again, it's really cool to see because again, if we're going to believe that this is a race of people that fought a war against the Jedi and nearly mm-hmm. won. Yeah. Then, then we're going to, we're going to need to see that they're pretty, pretty darn good at what pretty they good do. at what so, they do. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens next time, or at least whenever we finally see a force wielder, right? Cause we're going to, we're going to start to see some force wielders, I think coming up pretty soon too. Pretty but soon. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, so, um, they come it, down, they blow the corn away. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do the whole really cool. We're way better than you thing. And they say, Hey man, we need this. You need that. Let's team up. And he's That's like, fine, do. fine. I'll team up. Whatever, yeah. because I need your information. So cool, let's do it. And then, Mando, and for whatever reason, the Empire is still operating something well, out of here. Yeah, I mean, like I think Mo- we're gonna find we're gonna find out more about Moth Gideon because he's you think still, he's got some new or uh, first order ties. I think he's if he doesn't. I mean, if he makes it to the first order, I think he will. Otherwise, he's definitely like at the forefront of the beginning of the new order probably um okay depending on depending on how long he lasts like if he's right. going to be the bad guy for all 30 seasons of the mandalorian then yes then we're going to see him definitely become very powerful in first order but if if uh he if bo katan kills him at the end of this season then i think we'll find out down the road that he had the starts of keeping yeah, the like old maybe, empire and then we're trying to rebuild it into the first order. Yeah. I definitely think we'll see some, cause again, we were told that we'd see some beginnings of the first order in this episode or in the season. In we haven't season. yet. Uh, <laughs> and so we've got what five or six episodes left. This is only three. So we have five more episodes after this. So, okay. Yeah. So, so we'll see, we'll see where this goes, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's loads of places it can go. Right. Anyway. Yeah. So the empire is running weapons and Bo-Katan wants those weapons. Oh, and I do so, like, uh, Mando knocking very loudly on the frog people's door and then asking them to watch baby Yudel. And <laughs> I love this little like mind your manners. And yeah, he was very dad. Like there was that wink in there. Yeah. You know what I'm talking don't about? Eat their children. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know it. Only you and I know. I know it. I know it. <laughs> don't do it again. This is bad. Eating kids is bad. Um, so yeah, although so I will say, uh, apparently now I missed it. I gotta, I gotta rewatch episode two, but apparently they did make it a point to say that these were unfertilized eggs in, oh, okay. in, in whatever little cauldron they had. So, oh, okay. So, you know, and you know, like it is snacking on some raw eggs. It is interesting. Cause you could see some of the eggs had darker spots in them than other eggs did. So. Right. Maybe he was just eating the eggs without the darker spots that were fertilized. Okay, I'll give him that. He he's and he's he's force wielding, so he knows these things. So he's like, okay, I'm I like, sense no life form in here. That's right, but that's I'll not true these. because he eats plenty of live things. He sure did, like <laughs> like squids face, that scream face onto sucking his mouth. squids. Yeah, yeah that was a great. I saw you post that on Instagram. That's, that's a great <laughs> shot you got on Instagram. Yeah, check out our Instagram shot of that. Yeah, at um, Panda Milk Podcast. At, He's like, eh, he's like crying. It's pretty funny. Um, so yeah. So then he drops off Baby Yoda, so that way he can go off and and fight the fight against the Empire. By the so way, then, I mentioned to my wife that I I over poured my glass of Mantha milk tonight. It's almost gone. It's uh, well, and and we've been we still have plenty to go in the show too. Yeah, we've got. So, we're not even close. <laughs> so it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those nights. It's gonna be one of those nights. We're um, teachers in twenty twenty. We need it anyway. Oh my gosh, on a Friday <laughs> night. Yes. Yeah. So then. 
uh, they go onto the ship. And did they not look like a SEAL team going through it, that ship? Like, it was methodical. It was funny, too, because at first it was very clear that Din was left in the dust. He like, oh, he's yeah. like, wow, these guys know what they're doing. Uh-huh. Like they're like, cause, cause I, I believe if I'm not mistaken, the whole thing with the, the co the coverts and the way that the, the children of the watch have been operating is that only one really goes out at a time. So we were really excited uh, last season. We finally saw them all fighting together, but here we see like a clearly like a, a squad of uh, Mandalorians who have like fought military together trained. Yeah. Like yeah. they were they were And it was funny. Like you see the three of them in their blue, very military, boom, 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 moving around like, like uh, like like uh, green berets or oh, yeah. navy seals or whatever, and then you see Din Jaren like following him, like oh wait yeah, wait for like, me oh, guys, I'm coming, I'm coming, <laughs> I'm coming. But but think about let's think about the timeline real quick because think about Bo Katan has been active since the Clone Wars. At this point, we're at least six years after the Empire, so she's gotta have been. I mean, she's been active combat for twenty at least twenty plus years, right? So she was pretty ba. 20 years 20 ago. years ago yeah I, can't so. Im- I mean i guess the body's atrophy and stuff like that but i can't imagine she's much less than she was so she's she i mean yeah we're talking about the former leader of mandalore here right this isn't just any mandalorian no this was right? the top of the mandalorian so, family so, so yeah. as as awesome and killer as kyle has been so far we should expect and and now if kyle is is sitting here chest to chest shoulder to shoulder with the former leader of mandalore and and she's impressed. Yes. Here's hoping we see Kyle start to like I, I really want to get into Mandalorian politics next season. Yes. I wanna see I wanna see more like Kyle start to raise in the ranks. We we see like different and factions of Mandalorians. What does that do to uh the armor? Sure. The, like because yeah, cause the, you gotta figure the armorer is a part of the sect. So who who is she and what what does she come from and where does she fall in the hierarchy of the Mandalorians? And why like did she fall out with the Mandalorians to start her own sect and and stuff like that? So you know she's and and how great would it be for her to go face to face with Bo Katan and then have Kyle stuck in the middle like uh. I don't know who who do I who do I follow? Who I think, do I like? I think we're definitely going to see something like that, and I think Kyle's going to bridge that. I think we're going to see uh, our boy Kyle bridge that gap. I think there's going to be a moment where you know he's got to pick stereotypical, one. So I don't want I don't want to like peg yeah. this into a, a like you know because Filoni and Favreau don't often do that fits into us into the peg nicely thing. Um, but I think we'll see like a, a moment where Kyle bridges the gap between the two sects when they all have to kind of come together for something. Yeah, because we haven't seen her at all. I mean, he hasn't been back for any reason, so there's no reason for us to see her, but she's still out there. We know yeah, she's we're, still we'll alive. We'll definitely see her, and I, I really hope we get more about her because obviously she's pretty killer. And my my initial thought, I think, I, I might have even mentioned it on here, is, hey, maybe that this armorer is, you know, Bo-Katan or, or something like that. <laughs> now... Um, wouldn't it be cool if Clearly it was not. like if she sees her and Bo Katan goes now I know her sister's dead, so it wouldn't be sister, but if she was like cousin and right. then the armor was like, Hello, cousin, and they're well, like Well, can you imagine if it somehow turned out to be Satine? 
It would be so like cool. Somehow Satine survived. Now, for those of you, you got to check out Clone Wars for this, right? Because this is like a this is a deep pull here, right? But Satine was the former Duchess of Mandalore, uh, pacifist, right? Could you imagine if some 25, 30, whatever years later, it turns out that Satine survived being assassinated by Darth Maul? Uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to see that. That's a very tinfoil no. hat theory right there. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. It would be pretty cool. <laughs> it would be very, very cool if that happened. So who knows? Maybe. Maybe we'll yeah. see something close to that. And obviously, if it can't be Satine, it would be even cooler if it was, she was related somehow to, to Bo-Katan. So they would really like make it. I mean, if we can do nine movies about one family, then we can do, you know, we can bring the two different Mandalorians together somehow. Yep. So, yeah. So that's the, so. OK. So then back to the story. Uh, so then they're on the ship. And they're acting like awesome, like like I said, like a SEAL team or Green Berets or something like that. Just methodically going through them and just like taking them out group by group by group. And even the well, before Mando goes running and just taking, he took 50 shots to the armor. Yeah, right. He he like decided, all right, I got this. Yeah. And, and I guess like they all forgot that they have bulletproof armor. Yeah, he was but, the only one who was like, "All right, I got this, guys." But the stormtroopers are wearing armor that's basically made of cardboard because one shot, they're all dying, but he takes like fifty of them, and he's like, "Beskar's Beskar is pretty pricey, bro." Beskar's yeah, Beskar's the is some good stuff. The there, Empire so. has had some serious uh, cuts into their profits <laughs> since since the d- destruction of the Death Star and the fall of the Emperor. Uh, so they can't afford Beskar. You know? And there was a, there was another uh, joke about stormtroopers not being able to hit the That's side of right, the ship. That's right. There was yeah. So there was another hit the joke side of a bantha, that. right? So, yeah, they can uh, hit the side of a bantha. So that was a, that was another good joke, which and ties then, right in with us. What exactly? Perfect. That's right. Um, the captain, what's his name? Titus Wilmer, w- Wilver, Wilver. I don't know how to say. It. I can't speak English very well. That's okay. But did you notice him from somewhere else? Uh, he looked familiar, but I didn't catch. He it. was in the TV show Bosch, which was on forever. Bosch, B O S C H. Bosch. I didn't watch it. Bosch. Yeah. yeah, but it was on forever. But I do recognize him from commercials and stuff from that. So he's a real famous actor. He was in in a bunch of like TV series and and I'll some you, movies and stuff. He gave me real Hail Hydra vibes. Yes. Right. Like very the, the much whole, so. The Empire. I I, I love it because. You know, if, you, if you're a Marvel fin- fan, especially with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know that Hydra is this cult-like, like, subversive uh, group that kind of permeates throughout things. And, you know, they're so fanatical that mm-hmm. they're willing to die for whatever their cause is. And, again, they would keep a cyanide capsule in the back of their mouth. And so here we have, like, the Empire has kind of become... Hydra, you know, it's Hydra, this, yeah. it used to be the the big thing, but now they're kind of secretive. They're hiding in the dark. Uh, and here we have clearly a lifetime Imperial officer who's willing to give his life via, you know, Star Wars version of a cyanide capsule. Yes. Um, Very cool. All for the betterment of the Empire. Y- all for the Empire. Empire forever or something yeah. like that. Yep. Uh, so I, I thought that was really For cool. the Empire, I think he said maybe. Just I don't remember. But yeah. yeah. Uh, but even when... When uh, the troops in the back were calling up and they were like, "We got him trapped in the uh, in the hangar bay," and he goes, "Oh, oh. yeah, he, no," he said, "He said the the equipment control or something like that control room," and he was like, "What room? What room? Okay," and he pushes a button and he opens the back door 
and unfortunately, it was only his people that were back there, and not any of the. Uh, well, no, I think I think the point of that was that he was saying, "What room are they in?" And they said, "Oh, they're in the control room," meaning they have the controls. Okay. Right. So so he he realized, oh, gosh, these guys don't even realize that they're screwed. Right. Because they're in the control room, meaning they have the control as to whether or not to suck them out the room. or not. I don't oh. think he did that. I think that the Mandalorians did that. OK, because I took it that he did that. We'll have to watch it so. again. I think he was realizing at the last minute or, or like they didn't realize they they tried to trap him. And like they kind of whatever officer was in the room with them, they, <laughs> they clearly tried to make him into this kind of bumbling. This this whiny idiot. like. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so you know, he thought, oh, we've got him trapped. Yeah. But he was too dumb to realize I have him trapped, but they're in the control room and we're in the we're cargo behind bay. in the cargo bay, which is now going to their. OK. Yeah. See, so I took double it, check. I, I could yeah. be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the, the direction they were going there where he he was kind of realizing, oh, gosh, they already won. And this guy doesn't know it. Doesn't know um, it yet. Yeah. And so and so then, you know, he sucks him out and he calls his boy Moff Gideon and he goes, hey, man, we need help. And Moff Gideon goes. Nope. Yeah, he's like too late. They They've already have the ship. Sorry, they're, buddy. they're taking over. He's do. like, you know what to do. So then he goes and he kills the pilot and the co-pilot and the pilot and the co-pilot. You could tell that they were like, they did not sign on for this. No, they were <laughs> this like was way above their. They did not get paid enough for this. Yeah, they were this, like, we listen. Were, <laughs> the captain of this ship has spent his entire career in. La- he was going to lavish parties. Uh huh. He yep. was like. He he had all this money. He he signed on. He knew. Listen, this is what you signed up for, but there's a chance. Yep. There's a chance things could go wrong and then the he, Empire falls. These pilots came out of Imperial Pilot School. Yep. Thought that this was their big break. I get to pilot a ship. Yep. I'm gonna, you know, I get to travel, I get to see the galaxy. And he's like, Wait, wait, we didn't realize that people were gonna actually attack us. We were part yeah. of the Empire. We were we were the big guys, so nobody's nope. gonna attack us. And they're like, ah, is there any way we can get out of here? And then there's the not. captain Only was like, way. "No, there's one way." He kills them both, and then and then, and then he does. He decides, "All right, we're taking. If they, if I'm going down, I'm taking them with me. Taking them, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that I kill them on the way down. So then he starts to the plummet down, and another cool action sequence of the ship going down. And uh, as they're going down, then and by they, the way, I, I would assume I again considering these things go into space, I'd assume they have gravity generators anyway, because I feel like a free fall like that would put everyone into everyone to the mode, back. But. Yeah, they would all be slammed against the back wall. But, you know, it's also TV. I hate to it's tell Star you, this Wars. Is not, it's Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. So then they storm the they storm the uh, bridge and they bring the ship of back. Of course, to they pull it back up right pull in time. easily. And by the way, we saw that that tower. I was sure that tower was going down. We thought they were going to clip it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that is such a Star Wars thing. Like yep. when they're coming down in episode three in Revenge of the Sith, when they cl- I was like, that tower is done. That tower is done. They're I was kind of let down. I was oh, kind of let down when the tower should have. Yeah, they totally should have <laughs> taken it out. Just clipped it a little bit with the with the jet on the side would have been perfect. Yep. Just and a little bit. Just, just a little, little bit. bit. And then, uh, so then she says, you know, where's the dark saber? And he said, if you have to ask, you already know. And then she's like, well, where is he? And cyanide caplet, which is electrifying and zzz, yep. pretty cool special effects, a little blue shock in his mouth there. And then he goes down. I feel like blue, blue lightning must be a very easy effect for, mm-hmm. for, for them to put on. Right. Cause they've been using that as a reliable standby in star Wars for 30 some odd years. Yes. From the time it came out of uh, the emperor's fingers ever That's since right. everything's always been blue. Yep. 
So, so yes. anyway, so he hail hydras his way out of there. He sure does. They pull up. Life is good. They they get their guns uh, and their ship. So now the they ship. have a ship as well to fight the Empire and to or to restore Mandalore. We don't know who she's going to be fighting. Although they did say, you know, the Empire did take over Mandalore at one point. Yeah. So and so 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 they obviously he wants his end of the bargain, and they mention. They straight up name drop right away. I Perfect love they, name they, drop. They decide, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna pussyfoot around. We're not gonna give you like this. No, Ahsoka Tano's on Corvus. Boom. Yep. Now, last we heard Boom. of Ahsoka, she was in the World Between Worlds, right? With uh, she was with Ezra. Yeah, well, she was Ezra got out, but she was still running around in there trying to find other things and stuff. But yes, so that was the last time that we saw her. But I thought Ahsoka went searching for Ezra with. With Sabine, Sabine but not right. in the world between worlds. Right, because Ezra. Cause now again, Ezra, this, is a clone, this is a Rebels pull. So if you Rebels, haven't seen it, yes. Rebels, again, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's oh, such so a great good. show. Um, and it, so it's again more of this storytelling, right? and also so more spoilers because we're going to be talking about the last episode of Rebels. Right. So the last right. episode, Ezra gets back with the giant whale floating the in space, space whales right. space whales yes the light the the hyperspace whales hyperspace whales yes and he gets on the hyperspace whales and they hyperspace out of dodge and we don't know where he goes but we do know that ahsoka and sabine went looking for him. then yes then ahsoka and sabine did go looking so for him. so if we know that we're going to see Soka, then we might just hear about what happened to ezra we might. And there has been some scuttlebutt on social media about some actor. I haven't looked too much into it, but there's been some actor teasing some mention of, of live action Ezra. So it'd be really interesting if we see Ezra Bridger live action. That would be pretty cool. Yes. And he would I obviously think I'm be start a, a rebels. Older. I think I got to start a, a rebels rewatch because okay. I'm just so ex- like this. This yeah. episode got me so jazzed. Yeah. I'm so ex- excited about Star Wars even, again. Even just like the last two seasons of it. If you don't want to watch the whole thing, watch like the last two seasons. But there's because- only four seasons, isn't there? Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, depending on how much time you want to spend watching it. So uh, I have a feeling you have two weeks to watch it. Yeah. Because they're not going to say, go see Ahsoka. And then next episode, we and see then Ahsoka. Next, yeah. That's going to be like the very end of the episode. We get the teaser, just like the Luke. It's so annoying. It's yes. an annoying Star Wars trope. Hey, John, I know you listen to this this this, <laughs> this podcast. podcast, Mr. Favreau. Stop that. Stop it. Enough. Stop it. You stop We're it tired now. of it. Give us the cool people and let us see it. This week, you gave us the cool people Very early, much in so. the, early in the episode, yep. and you let us see them at work, and it yes. made us excited. And they kicked butt. I don't want to wait awesome till episode. the end of an episode to get a tiny peek at Rosario Dawson. And oh, look, she's Ahsoka. I can't wait another week until I see right. her. We're going to lightsaber. All we're going to see is is just like in Luke Skywalker at the end. We're just going to see Rosario Dawson come out of the dark somewhere and two lightsabers and then the and credits it. and then that's the it. credits and that's all we're going to see or or we'll just see Rosario Dawson and then oh, yes. we'll spend an entire episode with Rosario Dawson before at the very end of the episode we have that we have that yes. and and they're definitely mark my words Rob you are 100% correct they're definitely going to do the classic Ahsoka from both hilts out yep. this way out that way and they're, and they're then, absolutely going to. So she's going to go into some kind of a battle at the very end of the episode, and you're going to see the two lightsabers come out, her go into her pose with the one lightsaber this way, the one lightsaber in front, and, Oh yeah. and then we're going to go into and the I'm credits. I'm really excited to see our very first live-action white lightsaber. Yes. That'll yes, be good, too. That'll be really good. Yeah. So I have a feeling next week we may wind up seeing Cara Dune and uh, Apollo Creed again. 
Yeah. So sure. maybe he stops for we're some reason. Because next week is the halfway point, right? We're next week. We're halfway through the season. Yeah. So something big's got to happen next next episode. I feel like I feel like we've got to get some some big thing that is going to be the catalyst for the rest of the season. Yes. Right? And so also, think, as as we spoke about, we pretty much saw all of the things from the trailer, all the clips from the trailer. Yeah. So pretty much everything from here on out is is new. Is going to be all footage. new, all fresh. Uh, I'm trying to, th- I'm looking at my notes here, uh, seeing if I missed anything and the, nope, nope. We got it all. So no, yeah, that pretty much wraps up the episode. So man. that we, wraps we, it up. So we uh, end on a high note figuring yeah, out, man. all right, we're going to see Ahsoka Tano soon. We've got Bo-Katan. She's, she's looking for the dark saber. Oh, and uh, also it ends also very happily kind of. Right, uh, we we, we baby go back Yoda. and we see we see little baby tadpole, a little baby tadpole, and baby Yoda's being nice to him. He's not trying to eat him. He's like petting, petting him, him and playing with and, him. And the the little the the lizard or the frog woman and the frog man are teaching little baby Yoda how to how to play nice. Yep, he, and and they're doing very well. They're tossing the ball around to each other. They're having some fun, you know, good times. And then they get back onto the ship, which he said. Uh, when he when Mando gave the not Mon Calamari guy, what was the guy? Oh, the Quarren. The Quarren. When he gave the Quarren guy the thousand was credits. Quarren or Aqualish? I think he was the Aqualish. I, I I've said Quarren a bunch this episode. I'm sure. I think Doug, we're the Doug, Quarren. If I keep saying the wrong thing, which let ones me know. are the ones with the tentacles? They're I the Quarren. Quarren. Yeah, yeah. So the he, the Aqualish. He was like he's when he gave him the thousand credits to fix his ship, and he goes, "Well, I can get That's it right. running again." <laughs> So he, then he goes back and into just the all ship. This netting around the just, cockpit. <laughs> Everything is just basically just like tied up. There's nothing like yep. fixed. It's just like duct so tape. So now are we going to see Kyle fix the Razor Crest or you think we're going to get a new ship? Uh, he's got to fix the Razor Crest. Yeah, I think they've they've turned the ship into the iconic ship now. I think we yeah. got to see someone fix it up. Yeah, he's got to fix it if up. If only Queel were around still. I know. Queel could totally fix that baby by the up. labor of his hands yep and three of your human lifetimes he could That's fix right. that up um he got he got decimated so i guy. went back and i watched almost all of season one last week we were talking about how many times kyle has used the flamethrower okay and he used it in in episode chapter one he used it twice in chapter two he did not use it in chapter three at all no he used it in chapter three, didn't use it in chapter four. No, hold on. I've had too many blah, blah, blahs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like I told you, I One, two, three, four. I'm, yes. I'm very close to it. Now, this is this is some bullet bourbon here. So that's know, some good I stuff. Know, I know my buddy Joe is watching right now. He's a big bourbon guy. So, Joe, this is some bullet for you. He used it in chapters one, two, three, four, not in five. But then in six again, and I didn't get to seven or eight to rewatch it, but I'm pretty sure he used it in seven and eight. I was really bummed we didn't see all four of them. I thought for sure at Uh, one point we'd see all four of the Mandalorians just roast some people. So did you notice all the blue Mandalorians, or at least Bo-Katan did, I think the other two did as well, had knives. They were very stabby, for sure. Very stabby. They had knives that came out of their their wrists. Which was a little more more B.A. Like, it was pretty cool, man. Yeah. They were... They were it was really much more hand to hand, and it was just like like they grabbed them and well, then but stabbed again, them. Bo Katan, you got to figure. Hopefully, I mean, I'm not thinking too deep. Hopefully, I'd imagine Dave Filoni and John Favreau think a lot deeper than I do. But you got to figure, Bo Katan has been used to wielding this dark saber, 
for however long. So she probably has adapted her combat to be melee focused, considering she had a ridiculous melee weapon to deal with for yes. however long. Yes. Um, so again, I'm just really excited. So to see she didn't need a flamethrower on her wrist to go along with it. No, no. If you have, a, if you have a, a black plasma blade at hand, no, who needs a, who needs a flamethrower? Not me. Nope, not at all. Now, I just want to check one <laughs> thing real fast. Bless you. I sneezed. My apologies. You did. I'm going to do uh, it again, probably. Life goes on. Okay. I was hoping... Uh, I'm trying to we, see which episode Bryce Dallas Howard... Oh, Bryce Dallas okay. Howard, which one she... Uh, she directed okay. Chapter 4, Sanctuary, was the first Sanctuary. one that she directed. Okay, which one was Sanctuary? I'm that was the one where we first met uh, Cara Dune, the one where they were... They were oh, with taking the, the, out the, AT, the, AT, the ATST AT, battle. ATST, well, yeah. That was a great. That was a great one. Again, that was yeah. a more intimate one. So it's interesting to see because, again, yeah, uh, last week's episode, I would I would uh, say was a little more like. But although episode one was very much like Sanctuary, right? Because again, you get the dynamic of rousing the locals to battle something that was attacking them. So, but yeah. I don't know. I mean. It's just, I mean, it, it's a testament to the directing staff that they're able to do different things and, yeah. and direct different styles and types of episode. Yeah. Um, I think I think the fact that, you know, a lot of times Star Wars fans rightfully complain that the Star Wars is taking, taking too many directions. We have too many cooks in the kitchen, mm-hmm. too many people with their thought. But, like, this is, a, it seems like a real collaboration where all the directors, you know, Taika Waititi and Bryce Dallas Howard and... Uh, What's her name? Ellen Chow. Cho, uh, yeah. Cho, uh, uh, you know, John Favreau and Dave Flint. They all seem really on the same track, you know, and yeah. they all have a very specific shared vision for the, you know, it's a collaboration uh, more so. Rick, that, you know, you, you Rick Foyamaka. Rick Foyamaya. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that one. All right. He, he directed to, episode six. I need to brush up a little bit. Yeah, right? And it was Deborah Cho. Deborah Cho. Deborah Cho. I'm sorry. Deborah Cho. She directed seven. Um, yeah. Right. But uh, again, it seems like there's a real shared unity and vision for the for the show. Um, this this feels like some of my favorite Star Wars. Uh, this yes. is hundred for, for production value for storyline yes. uh, for uh, the only thing. Again, the only thing that bums me out is that we only get eight se- eight episodes for a season. And the, again, this was a thirty three minute episode. Yeah, it went. Uh, it we was short off, again. We started off with like a 56-minute episode for episode one, and there was like a 44-minute episode. Now we're down to 33 minutes. You know, it's if you're going for this production value and you're going for this few number of episodes per season, you need to fill them and you need to make them matter and you need to make them a little longer, I think. Um, yeah. But I don't know how much of that ha- has to do with network politics you know right. maybe they have they're still in a position where they have to prove that the show because i think last week they probably saw a definite decline in viewership but this week i think people are going to get excited about this episode well um i did see if we could go back to uh star wars news that disney plus is now at like 74 million uh subscribers or something like that some really big number like they jumped another like 10 million subscribers right so People are definitely resubscribing or subscribing for the first time for The Mandalorian. Right. Um, for sure. So and, even, and you know, I definitely have heard of people literally subscribing for The Mandalorian, and then when it comes off, canceling their subscription. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I know quite a few people who have done that who have only had their subscription for two months. Yep. And then canceled it, and then waited eight months for for it to come back again, and then resubscribe for two months, and then canceled it again. Yep. Um. But yeah, like. 
I don't know, either more episodes. I'm I'm not opposed to the 35-minute episodes. I actually liked, especially this one. This I mean, one was, this episode was packed with stuff, so I'm not going to complain too stuff, much. Yeah. I would have loved a longer episode with more stuff in it, but this, I'm, I, there are no complaints by me for this episode. Right. I wish it were a little longer. I guess yeah. So, yeah, there was a little bit, but like I, the the quality was there. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I wasn't searching for more. Um, but you know, when you have episodes like last week's where we're kind of like, uh-huh. again, I think at the end of the season we'll look back and uh, maybe understand a little bit why that episode was needed. Um, well, they did. Episodes- it's the same. And you even said it in the beginning. Like we're following the same pattern that we followed in season one, where right. the first episode was boom, and then the second episode, eh, whatever. But then we get back into it again and then we you know we meet new people in the next episode after that and we we go somewhere yeah and, and we uh, talked last season about how the first three episodes in particular could be really roped into one sort of hour and a half movie yeah yeah um, and whereas i don't know that there's the same continuity of storyline for this one no there is that overall arc where we have a lot of action sort of some some lull and then this kind of ties things into a knot and whatever happens next episode is something new. Right. I feel like exactly. we're leaving the frog people behind. We're yes. on we're on a new path now. We have a lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see where that leads us. Yeah. So very excited about that. And I also think we're gonna see uh repeats of these people. Like we're gonna see Bo Katan come back. We're gonna For see sure. we might even see I don't know how we could. Not that, you know, Timothy Oliphant and the uh Oh yeah, uh, whatever it was what was his name. Um, Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth. I'm sure he has some kind of ship or or has access to some kind of yeah, ship. Yeah, they they definitely didn't introduce us to his character for nothing. Especially he's he's a pretty high profile actor. He's got, he's got a price tag on him. Uh, right. They're not going to bring him if, in for nothing. If not him, we know that we saw Boba Fett at the end of it. They teased oh, yeah. it one more time, and we also now not know but are pretty sure that Boba Fett is the one that went in. Uh, chapter six and right. rescued. Uh, I forget what her name was, but the the other bounty the hunter. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and, maybe yeah, the it, two of them are together somewhere, and they could join in in this somehow. That was the great thing about this episode too. Is it kind of made me forget about Boba Fett? Like, yeah, we forget that there's still this big cliffhanger waiting uh-huh. for us, just waiting. But there. this episode yeah. was so great that I I didn't even I forgot like. He could have hopped in at any time and be like, oh, gosh, Boba Fett. So he's going to, like, I think at the, the time when we least expect it, all of a sudden, Boba's going to be around. Right, exactly, yeah. Because he's clearly watching Kyle. You know, he's watching our boy Din Djarin. Yes. Uh, so we'll see where that leads. Yeah, so we'll see where that goes. But, yeah, so we're definitely getting into a point now where we're going to start tying people in together and, and getting more and more people involved, which is all going to more than likely uh, culminate in a giant battle against Moff Gideon and all of his For the Empire people. So it's going to be a pretty awesome uh, finale for Season 2. Yes, indeed. But I think that's pretty much the end and of that, and that wraps Chapter it up, 11. It was, it yeah, was man. A great, you it know, was a great episode. I have, I have less notes on Me this too. than any of the ones I've had so far, and we still managed an hour and 15 minutes of talking because there was so much to unpack from this episode. Yeah. So uh, if you heard anything we said wrong or if you heard anything you want to chime in on, please follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Go to our Facebook. Send us an email at banthamilkpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any drink recipes, again, we're just drinking our Bantha milk as 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 well as we can here. I've gone through this. This glass was mostly full, so I'm feeling pretty good right now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, 
we would love to get your Star Wars inspired drink recipes, right? So send us yes. some at banthamilkpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us your, your tinfoil hat theories. Send us your questions. Send us your comments, your concerns, your conundrums, your queries. Uh, we love to hear from y'all. Uh, next week, we just might have a guest on. My buddy Dan from college is a, big, uh, a definite listener to our podcast, and he wants to come on and talk a little Mando with us. So we might have Dan on next, uh, next episode. So uh, be ready for that. Right Before, some, some before we go, can I mention something that you have neglected to talk about? You the may beard, not. The beard not. is growing in. I do see it. I do see the, it very no vaguely. No shave. No Listen, shave November. Is, it's November it's 13th, coming in. and that's all you've got? That's all I got. I'm and surprised. I even, I even cheated, and I didn't even shave like from October 20-something. I mean, now I'm no one to talk. Listen, I've got a fairly long beard, but this beard took me a very long time to get. Uh, so I'd imagine if I shaved this bad boy down to skin in 13 days, I probably would not have the same sort of coverage <laughs> yeah. you have, but so we'll, see. No, we'll see where it's coming. I, I don't know. I listen, I'm, I'm always an advocate of the beard. Uh, I think you should turn no shave November into a year long tradition, <laughs> a year long thing. <laughs> uh, I haven't touched, uh, now I'm not, you know, I haven't touched a blade to my face here since 2013. Nice. I haven't shaved. Now I shaved my neck, but I haven't shaved my face since 2013. Um, so I'm always a, an advocate for the beard. So, so yep. anytime Rob can bring the beard back is a good time for me. So there we go. It's so bringing it's me growing serious, in. So serious COVID, uh, March, yes. 2020 vibes from Rob right now. So bring it, uh, check us out on YouTube, follows, like, subscribe, comment down below. If you, uh, like the beard or not, what do you want the magic word to be for Jason? Uh, Sassafras. Sassafras. Jason. I'm really glad you're Rob. Remember that, Rob, because I, I completely would have forgotten. I just remember that is yes. fantastic. Yeah. So the, the magic word, uh, Jason, is sassafras. If you'd like to prove to us that you listen to our show, and that goes uh, for anybody, uh, any of you, the, if you want the word sassafras somewhere down there, down below at at Bantha Milk Podcast. Hashtag sassafras. Hashtag new, sassafras. Let's get it going. Phrase, right? but, All right. So uh, I think a, that's it was a great episode. Great, a great episode. season so far. We've got a whole lot more to unpack. So please check us out. We're gonna we're trying to get our uh, recordings out to you every week by Friday night, right? Yep. So check us out on wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we have a good time chatting with you about Star Wars. We hope you have a good time listening to us. Send us your questions, your comments, and uh, that's about all we got for you today. That's it. All right. Take us yes. out of here, Nick. We have spoken. We have spoken.